Hello everybody and welcome back to the Prodigal Pod. It's Eric back again to take you into Season 2. We're going to have a co-host coming up in a couple weeks. If you remember from last season, Amy joined us for an episode. Uh, She's going to be joining us as co-host here as well. But that probably won't be until about the uh, third episode, I'd say. So the first two will be uh, going on like we did in Season 1. And I must say, uh, the first episode back to Season 2 kind of threw away all of our predictions as far as what might happen after Ainsley murdered Endicott and all the theories we had for what would be next uh, in their journey come to find out uh, through different clues throughout the episode Malcolm called his father right after the murder and he kind of walked him through how to dispose of the body uh, he ended up sawing up Endicott into pieces and as we find out with uh, the discussion with Jessica they found his body in Estonia, of all places. How he got him there, we still don't know. I'm sure that'll more come to light as we continue through Season 2. But, so much for them being on the run or getting any kinds of trouble. He just cleaned up the murder scene, and voila, that was it. Uh, nothing to see here, I guess, was kind of the approach they took to it. But they did get us right into it uh, to kick off the episode. We find Malcolm out on the ledge with some stranger joining him out there turns out he is the uh penthouse slasher murderer and uh malcolm and the team were already there to kind of interrupt his next kill and based off his profile he knew he would try to escape out onto the ledge did not drop the knife as malcolm had expected so they had a close struggle uh on the side of a building thankfully though to uh adresa's uh bondage phase she was able to anchor malcolm to the radiator inside and he was uh tied up so the two didn't uh, fall to their death off the side of the building Uh, a lot of uh good banter between adresa and malcolm uh she wasn't in it too much later on the episode but beginning the episode uh when they're examining the body they find later on uh a lot of little quips back and forth it was good to see their dynamic back Speaking of dynamics coming back, though, is the relationship between Malcolm and Martin. Uh, when he answers the phone, he says, please let it be cancer. Uh, and Mal- Martin is like, oh, wait, what? Uh, so it was good to see their little uh, banters were back to normal as well. Martin looked a little uh, worse for wear and still staying in the prison. Uh, thankfully, he w- for him, he was able to get back uh, to the mental hospital but he had a new roommate, uh, Jerry, who was quite a character. Uh, he enjoyed his cartoons. He called him Jer Bear. And uh, Martin eventually did take care of him by uh, what looked like he was murdering him with uh, touching live wires to his metal bed frame to electrocute him. But it was actually just electroconvulsive therapy, uh, allegedly. And he basically fixed Jerry, so he was no longer a problem for Martin. He got, got rid of him one way or another. Not uh, not the ways I, I was expecting that to go, but I guess that's kind of how Prodigal Son works. We uh, expect it to go one way, and it always goes another. But the main investigation for this episode was when they found Millie cleanly decapitated. Uh, you could barely even tell anything had happened to the body. Uh they talk to her lawyer, find out that there's an alleged murder of her husband back in Texas. 
come to find out the new boyfriend uh, was in on it as well, who we eventually find in Izzy's sex dungeon, which uh, that that scene was kind of out of nowhere, but the typical craziness come to expect from this show with Malcolm turning on the music that Izzy plays, then grabbing a whip and whipping it around uh, as Boyd is chained up to the wall, grabs a saw like he's going to cut him off, basically mentally torturing him into a confession to get the truth out of him, uh, firing a nail gun at his head, uh, narrowly missing missing him and hitting the wall. Uh, that scene was really well done. I, I like the kind of out of nowhere twists they throw in like that the things you would never really expect uh and they just uh never never cease to amaze me with the things they come up with i really love that but after they get the confession from boyd and they find out that uh, a caterer an innocent person took the fall for the murder uh and was actually put to death because they say it's texas uh so he was uh executed uh on death row and that is kind of when the the light goes off for malcolm uh and the rest of the team as far as the person who is murdering uh millie and tried to murder boyd is really just out for justice because an innocent person was murdered as well they look at the uh the lawyer for millie who was the victim's uh sister but she just wanted justice to clear her brother's name. Uh, she wouldn't murder the people who actually did it. Wouldn't get her the justice she wanted. So they quickly realized that it's not her. But with the execution style tools, Malcolm is able to kind of put two and two together and find out it's the actual executioner who executed an innocent person and was out for revenge. Who then, of course, is waiting for Malcolm at his home because he had been following him around. Uh knowing that they were trying to arrest the wrong person for the murders that he did as well and didn't want another uh, innocent person to go down. And then we get to see a wonderful sword-slash-axe fight between Malcolm and uh, the executioner. Uh, He obviously was very interested in all of Malcolm's murder weapons that he had displayed all through his place. Uh, So we got to see another uh, sword-fighting side of Malcolm as well. While this is happening, he had the phone on and Danny was able to hear everything, called for backup, and I think they did a pretty good job of touching on all of the uh, syst- uh, systemic racism we've been seeing this summer, uh, everything that happened this past year uh, with the police brutality, um, where JT is outside by himself and pretty much just gets profiled by the police officers, even though uh, he identifies himself as a detective. Um, and he's worried that he's going to get in trouble for assaulting the police officer uh, when he was being uh, incorrectly uh, choked, really. They had him against the wall and had his forearm right up against his throat. Um, they were able to, Danny and Malcolm came out and kind of put an end to that. But he was worried that he's going to be the one in trouble. Uh for assaulting the police officer, even though he did nothing wrong, obviously. Um, so while he's worrying about his job, that's when we get to kind of the uh, triumphant return of Gil as well, coming back into the office uh, and saying what a great job JT has done running it while he's been gone. 
and that he's a great cop and nothing is going to happen to him uh, as long as he's there. So it looks like that should all be squared away uh, by the next episode. But uh, I feel like that was an issue they definitely had to kind of touch on being a a cop-related show. So glad to see they put that in there. They touched a little bit on COVID as well, saying they've been in quarantine for a few months. Martin uh, took credit for preventing any sort of outbreak in his prison with the contact tracing. Being the doctor that he is, he uh, saved everybody. So another another win for Martin, I guess. So with the first episode wrapped up, though, we uh, got some answers. Uh, nobody got in trouble for Endicott's murder. They uh, just cleaned it up, got rid of it, and that's that. Endicott ended up in Estonia. Malcolm uh, protected and saved his little sister, which also made Martin very proud of Malcolm that he saved his little girl. Um, And they touch on that a little bit in the episode as well. Uh, Malcolm and Ainsley with their conversations that uh, he would do anything for, try to protect her. And it looks like that's going to kind of continue throughout the season as well. um, Playing off that dynamic. The end of the episode, uh, it was very intriguing. This is kind of, one of the theories I had where Malcolm is going to really see that he is a lot more like his father than he wants to admit. Um, He even cuts his father off from saying it at one point in the episode. Um, But Martin is telling him, you know, maybe you feel guilty because you helped cleaned up and cover up a murder and you really don't feel guilty about it. It wasn't as bad as you thought it would be. It was actually kind of a rush and you can see he he knows it's true. He's feeling that inside, but he doesn't want to admit it because he, he stops killers. He puts them in prison. He doesn't, he's not a killer, uh, as far as he considers himself, but it might be that he has a lot more like Martin than, uh, he will ever care to realize or admit. But I think that's definitely where the season is going to be headed is Malcolm fighting himself, uh, with that fact and trying to, uh, handle how he dealt with Endicott was it the right thing to do for his sister even though he had to cover up a murder and we see him a couple times get really close to the having that rush of murdering somebody in this episode shooting the nail gun at Boyd had the uh, sword pointed down uh, the guy's head his name slips me now the executioner uh he was right on the edge of killing two different people, not to mention the uh, penthouse slasher that he had hanging off the building at the beginning. He could have let him go as well. So he's on the verge of murdering three different people throughout this episode. So I think it's safe to say that uh, dealing with that and his murderous tendencies he may have from his father is going to be a continued story through the rest of the season too. So hopefully... I want to say hopefully I know the rest of the season is going to be just as crazy as this episode was. They never fail to let us down. Um, but see, episode two is coming up here in a couple of days. So we will do that one. I will be back Wednesday for that. So we'll get it right after the show premieres. So we'll get the new podcast out for you. And uh, until then, uh, we'll talk to you later in the week. Enjoy the next episode and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Let me know what you think. Have a good one.